I'm going to turn things over to Mark Weber for the first full hour of this morning's edition of Garden Talk. Good morning. Is it hot and muggy enough for you? More than enough. I will say say my tropical plants that I have growing in my landscape are loving it. (laughs) I mean, I've I've got bananas that are pushing off a leaf a day. I've got uh, these most beautiful, majestic palms that are just, they're just loving it. Just, I mean, my basil is basiling everywhere. It's, it's, it's hot and outside and it's time to start talking about your lawn and landscape. Ladies and gentlemen, this muggy hot weather pattern is good for some plants and lousy for others. And we're going to talk in this edition of Garden Talk about the proper way to care for your lawn and how some really easy, easy tips can allow you to survive the heat of summer and also stop your landscape from being destroyed by things that uh, are lurking in your lawn as well as maybe in your trees. Right here on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group Ohio. I'm Storm Center 7 meteorologist Kirsty Zantini. We're watching the radar right now. If weather breaks, we break in immediately. Here on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. And I'm Dayton's consumer warrior, Clark Howard. You're listening to an Ask the Expert Weekend. Good Saturday morning to each and every one of you as we roll into our number one of what will be three great hours of radio right here on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO Dayton's News and Talk. This show is all about helping you with your yard gardening and landscaping challenges. And if you've got a gardening question, if you've got a gardening challenge, we have an open line for you. That's 457-1290. That's 457-1290. That will bring you into the Master Control Studios here at WHIO Radio. And uh, whatever your question may be, be it with crabgrass or Japanese beetles, um, you want to know about why your yard has got that uh, brown stuff mixed in with the blades of grass or maybe the rust that has developed. You walk across your lawn and your lawn, your tennis shoes turn bright orange. <laughs> um that time of year again. Um, good morning to each and every one of you. If you're just joining us for the first time, let me tell you a little bit about this show. This show is called Garden Talk, and it's with me, Mark Weber. Um, I have hosted this show for 28 plus years. Hard to believe. 29 um, next month. A big birthday party, I think. 29 years on the radio this upcoming month. Um, and I hold two degrees in horticulture from Ohio State University. I'm designated by the International Society of Arboriculture as a board-certified master arborist. I am a licensed arborist in numerous states, and I'm also designated by the American Society for the Horticultural Sciences as a certified professional horticulturalist. Um, I'm also part of a great company here in Dayton, Ohio, called Mark Weber's Landscaping. You can learn about our business at www. Weber, and by the way, my name is spelled with two B's, WeberLandscaping.com. And we do a range of horticultural as well as arboricultural services for our clientele. And uh, we do everything from consulting to building and cutting and a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, As we begin this morning's broadcast, it has gotten hot. It has gotten sticky. And uh, more so, if you are a tropical plant, you are just loving it. I don't know how else to say it. You are just loving it. Um, I have basil at my house that is just like going crazy. Um, it's it's kind of fun in a, one standpoint, but also um, after the cool, you know, wetter than normal spring we had this year. Uh, many of our plants in the landscape may be having some trouble as well, and particularly our turf grass. Um, a lot of grass has very, very shallow roots um, because of the really, really wet season that we just left. And uh, because that turf grass has very, very shallow roots, 
Um, and also a lot of turf grass in many lawns is heavily nutrient stressed right now because whatever nutrients it did have, most of it washed out of the, out of the soil related to 15 plus extra inches of rain for the year so far yet so far, um, that grass is under stress. And if you did not have the proper crabgrass control put down, you probably are being invaded right now by crabgrass. Um, with all of the wet soils that we've had, we also have got an invasion on many levels with another uh, grass-like plant called nutsedge. And I will attest that I'm one that's being invaded by nutsedge in my landscape right now because it seems like it's the worst it's been in years. Um, and also, for a lot of you out there, you're finally realizing that your landscapes need some maintenance and care. And uh, we thought uh, about two about a two weeks ago that we weren't going to have a problem with Japanese beetles. Well, they've showed up this week as well. And at my house this morning, I let the dog out the back door. And uh, lo and behold, I got whacked in the head right in the noggin by a mass chafer beetle. So um, the Japanese beetles and the mass chafers, which are these beetle-like insects that kind of kind of will soon to haunt us later on in the season of 2019 um, are out and about and they are out and about on many, many different levels. But the long-term story today is that those mass chafers and Japanese beetles will be soon laying eggs in your grass that will lead us down to the path to call grub damage come sometime in August, September or October of this year. And we're going to talk extensively today about timely applications of a product called Merit and others that can be applied to your lawn that is really one of the cheapest insi cheapest insurance policies you have to keep and maintain your lawn long, long term. We're also going to talk today a lot about are you fertilizing your lawn and landscape correctly today? We're going to talk a lot about that. We're also going to talk a lot about proper maintenance. We're in the season when a lot of flowers that we have in the landscape, be it perennial or annual, um, need a little maintenance, a little care. We're going to talk about deadheading. We're going to talk about pruning. We're going to talk about adding some additional nutrition around those plants and how we can strengthen them. And more so, the season's not lost, meaning that we can apply um, a numerous number of things back into the landscape. In fact, it's not too late to plant um, annuals. It's not too late to plant perennials. In fact, it's not too late to plant tomatoes and, and other warm season vegetables and still have time to get a crop. Um, I'm also going to ask Javon a very important question today. Are you ready? Back in March, I planted um, pots and pots of, of potatoes. I've got little purple potatoes. I've got little blue potatoes. I've got red potatoes, Javon. I even have a variety called Masquerade, okay? And they're all supposed to be about, you know, ready in about 90 to 120 days, okay? I've done such a good job, Javon, growing my, 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 my potatoes in the pots. The pots, they're literally starting to bubble off the top of the pots. There's so many of them coming up. But my wife won't let me break the pot open yet to get the potatoes. She says, I have to wait, Javon. I have to wait, Javon. I can't open up my potato pots till the, the vines have died back. But God, I can just taste those potatoes, Javon. <laughs> I'm like a kid. I'm like a kid at Christmas. I want to crack my pot open of potatoes. But she won't let me. So I want to hear from the listeners today. Should I listen to my wife and not break the pots of potatoes open quite yet? Should I wait, Javon? Should I wait for my potatoes to be completely ready to go and the vines completely die back before I dump them out and start to eat them? <laughs> 457-1290 if you'd like to join us. We'd love to hear you. If you got a question, no matter what your question is today, folks, uh, we've got expert analysis, expert opinion that's going to really make a difference in your world of green. And we would love to hear from you today at 457-1290. When we come back, 
We'll be taking your calls, but more so talking about uh, what do you do if you do have Japanese beetles? Love to talk to you today. 457-1290 right here on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO Dayton's News and Talk. The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. David Cemetery has been serving the families of the Miami Valley since 1826. In 2011, we built our first outdoor columbarium and in 2015 completed our second. You may be asking, what is a columbarium? A columbarium is a chamber or wall in which urns containing cremations are stored. For more information, call 937-434-2255 or go to davidcemetery.com. David Cemetery, generations of care. As we celebrate 40 years serving our local community, Mark's would like to thank you for being such a loyal customer. We strive to offer an affordable way for Ohio families to shop. We are glad to be Ohio owned and Ohio proud. Thank you! 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. When I woke up, I couldn't speak or walk. 145 over 92, and then I had a heart attack. 182 over 100, and I had a heart attack and a cardiac arrest, and then a stroke. Everything changed. It felt like my life was over. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a heart attack or stroke are far from invisible or silent. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. If I would have followed a treatment plan, I would not be in this situation. 180 over 110, and I had a stroke. And I'm 33, so I never see this coming. If you've come off your treatment plan, get back on it, or talk with your doctor to create an exercise, diet, and medication plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhbp.org. I had to tell everything's changed. I had to tell. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. For nearly 2,000 severely injured veterans, everyday life has become filled with barriers. At Homes for Our Troops, we build specially adapted mortgage-free homes with features like wheelchair access and pull-down cabinets that allow them to focus on their recovery and family. We need you to join us in completing this important mission. Please visit hfotusa.org and help build homes and rebuild lives. This week, as you celebrate the birthday of our country, we're monitoring news, weather, and traffic for you, providing updates around the clock. Right here on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. In a few minutes, we'll give you some timely tips on how to control Japanese beetles and what they are. But first, let's check out the updated weather forecast from News Center 7. Another hot and humid day today. We're starting off with temperatures in the low 70s. Climb to a high temperature of 86 degrees, partly to mostly cloudy skies. Scattered showers and storms will develop in the afternoon. Those last into the early evening hours as well. And we can see a strong storm there. Humidity is going to fall as we go into the overnight hours and into tomorrow as well. Mainly dry on Sunday. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on Dayton Severe Weather Station 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. A current scan of the new live Doppler HG7 radar shows um, uh, clear conditions. We currently hit, I can't believe this, it's 75 degrees. My car thermometer this morning when I drove into the station said 77. So it's really warm this morning. 75 in downtown Dayton, 73 in Xenia. On the station that you depend on for weather, traffic, and garden talk, this is 1290 and 95.7 WHIO Dayton's News and Talk. When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather, or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. 457-1290. That's 457-1290 is the number of the dial if you'd like to be part of this morning's broadcast, if you've got a question about your lawn, your landscape, your trees, whatever it may be, we would love to hear from you. But we're about two weeks behind schedule in the world of Japanese beetles. And uh, if you've lived underneath a rock and you're not sure what these critters are, um, they are a, an insect that's not native to the United States. They're, of course, native to Asia. 
They were brought to the United States many, many years ago, and they have slowly but surely naturalized themselves into our world. And this is an insect that's a beetle. Um, it has an interesting life cycle that begins this time of year when it hatches, comes out of the ground after being a, a grub. And actually, by the way, this the grub form is pretty destructive to your lawn later on in the year. But it arises out of the soil this time of year. And, and to know it, it's an insect that's about, I'll give you kind of a description of what the, this insect looks like. Um, this insect's about seven sixteenths of an inch in length. It generally has a metallic green covering that's copper brown, and it does fly. Um, and the one way that I always kind of remember a, a Japanese beetle is on the outside edge of this very coppery kind of outer shell, it uh, has these kind of little white stirrup things on the outside of its shell. Many times you will see Japanese beetles on top of other Japanese beetles. I know this is a family show, but they're, you know, making Japanese beetle whoopee. Well, these insects, when they come out of the ground, have a ferocious appetite. Um, they love to eat leaves. And when they eat leaves, they leave behind the bones of the leaf. In other words, they're skeletonizers. They remove all of the tissue that's between the, the veins of, of the leaf. Um, some of their favorites to eat are plants like the rose family, American linden, um, horse chestnut, raspberries, grapes, crab apples, elms, uh, Norway maple, and boy, if you've got green beans, God help you. Um, this insect will feed for a while, and when it feeds, it's going to spend a lot of its energy doing so, so that it, later in the summer, it's going to go lay eggs in your lawn. And as it lays eggs in your lawn, then once that soil gets a little moist, after a little bit of a rain event that hydrates those eggs, um, it, it hatches out these eggs that soon will become these larvae, these grubs, as you may know them. And as the lawn begins to go into fall, these grubs begin to eat, and they eat, and they eat, and they can kill your lawn. Now, this is the kicker. Um, if you've got Japanese beetle damage, one of the places that I always tell people to look at is on the sunny side of the plant because these are, these are um, insects, and insects tend to be very cold-blooded creatures, meaning that they need the heat of the sun um, to really make, make their mechanisms look work right. So a lot of times what I recommend is if check out the sunny side of your tree. At my house, I have a, a, a two little leaf lindens that every year get peppered pretty bad at the top, and that's usually when I know I've got Japanese beetles. Now, you can, there's a couple different ways that you can control the adult forms of Japanese beetles in your landscape. Um, I will tell you that you will see this. Now, I know people are going to go, what? That's not a good idea? Yeah. The Japanese beetle traps, ladies and gentlemen, are one big financial ripoff. Let's be honest with you. They are not going to effectively control Japanese beetles in your landscape. It's a great way to attract the insect. It really is, because all this is is a pheromone trap. So sim simply put, this is not an this is not a trap. This is not an adequate way to control Japanese beetles. But one of the ways that you can control them is by hand picking them. They won't bite you. Um, also, there's a number of different insecticides that are very effective against the uh, Japanese beetles. However, it's important that you choose an insecticide that's not toxic to bees or, or other pollinators because they're very crucial to our food chain and also our, our ecosystem. So anything that has carb carbamol in it or the insecticide called seven or, or any of those um, or even um, pyrethrums, many cases can be very harmful to bees, particularly if you've got a tree that's in bloom. So it's important not to be applying those type of insecticides. If you're looking for um, materials that can be applied to um, for, for, for organic control of or Japanese beetles, is, there's a material that's very effective called asbembeckin, which is a, is a, uh, comes from the neem tree. 
and just make sure that you apply not just neem oil but asthma beckon and you'll get adequate control of japanese beetles um, beyond that the next thing that's important to realize is because these little creatures are out and because these little creatures are going to be eating your landscape alive they are also going to be dropping lots of eggs and because they're going to be dropping lots of uh, eggs it's going to be important to be applying um, some uh, in insecticide materials to your lawn this summer, um, like Merit and others, to provide long season grub control. Otherwise, there's a really good chance you're going to have some damage to your lawn as well. 457-1290. That's 457-1290 if you would like to be part of Garden Talk today. I would love to hear from you. Also, another programming note as well today. We're giving away no less than two prizes today. We are going to be giving away um, a $25 gift card to Knollwood because they're gardeners like you and I. We're also today going to be giving away a couple tickets to the Good Guys Giant Car Show that's going to be happening on July 12th through the 14th at the Ohio Expo Center in Columbus, Ohio. We'll be giving away that as well as we do what, what plant I am now less than twice today here on WHIO. 457-1290 is the number of the dial if you would like to be part of the show. I'm also going to share with you some other important information when it comes this time of year as well. A lot of lawns right now are having lots and lots of nutritional problems. I mean, big time problems. And one of the things that uh, I will tell you is, is because of the lack of nutrition, a lot of lawns are very rusty right now and more so have a lot of diseases that are beginning to uh, filter their way to the top. Um, it's important this time of year, if you have not done a soil test, do a soil test. And also you may want to consider doing a leaf test. And a leaf test will most importantly provide you a window, so to speak, of actually what your lawn is actually getting with nutrition. Because what I find is, ladies and gentlemen, is that a lot of lawns are not getting the proper nutrition that they need to maintain good health. And I can talk all day on this topic, but the reality is, is it's important that you properly fertilize your lawn and landscape in your trees. And as this day goes along today, we're going to talk more about proper nutrition, but you must you shouldn't guess, you should soil test. 457-1290. When we return, we're going to go in the garden kitchen, and we're going to talk about why my tree, Javon, has become a fly magnet. Why is it covered with flies? That and so much more here on Garden Talk on 1290 and 95.7 WHAO Dayton's News and Talk. Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. And our Ask the Expert weekends, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. It's 6.30. I'm Jonah Adi with a WHIO News Update. Our top story we're following this morning. Cops have a man in custody after a woman was sexually touched at a gas station. we got the latest details coming up. We're tracking another round of storms today. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag. Your exclusive WHIO forecast is coming up. Well, WHIO triple team traffic is looking all clear at this time. We're not seeing any new accidents out there so far that are going to cause you any trouble this morning. And it is our top story in Dayton. A man is in custody accused of inappropriately touching a woman at the Sunoco gas station at the corner of Wayne and Wyoming on Friday. That's an area that locals like Sandra Wolf say can be very dangerous after dark. Someone a year ago tried to carjack me right here in this spot. But I got away. And now she's even more hesitant. After Dayton police arrested Simon Nagais for assault and gross sexual imposition outside the store. WHIO's Monica Castro says the guys will be arraigned Monday. The gas station's manager says he'll be giving the surveillance footage of the incident over to cops. Well, an arrest warrant is issued for a woman accused of planting drugs in a Dayton police cruiser. 
25-year-old Maya Tucker indicted Friday. She's charged with felony drug possession and misdemeanor failure to comply. Cops say Tucker took off when they tried to pull her over in a car bearing Michigan plates on May 22nd. After she was removed from a Dayton PD cruiser, cops say they found crack cocaine in the back seat. Video from inside the cruiser reportedly shows Tucker pulling the substance from her person. WHIO's Dave Daniel says Tucker is no longer in custody but is scheduled to be arraigned July 18th, whether or she's in custody or not. Well, the celebrations marking America's birthday continuing into the weekend. The third annual Red, White and Brew takes place at the mall at Fairfield Commons outside the main mall entrance Saturday. Food trucks, live entertainment and children's activities start at 6 p.m. In Preble County, the old-fashioned Independence Day celebration kicks off Sunday at 5 p.m. in Eaton at the Preble County Historical Society on Swartzel Road. That's WHIO's Ron Otto with team coverage. Well, let's get a look at the most accurate and dependable weather forecast from meteorologist Jesse Mag. Another hot and humid day today. We're starting off with temperatures in the low 70s, climb to a high temperature of 86 degrees, partly to mostly cloudy skies. Scattered showers and storms will develop in the afternoon. Those last into the early evening hours as well, and we can see a strong storm there. Humidity is going to fall as we go into the overnight hours and into tomorrow as well, mainly dry on Sunday. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on Dayton Severe Weather Station 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Well, the latest scan of the Doppler 7 radar still shows it's muggy out there this morning. You may get some a little bit of fog depending on where you are, but no sign of any of any major cloud coverage, and it looks to be a clear start to our day so far. 72 degrees in Troy, 73 in Springfield and in Xenia, 75 here in Dayton at 633. I'm Jonah Adi, WHIO Continuing News. Wild Birds Unlimited The summer bird food sale is on at Wild Birds Unlimited in Kettering. Our custom seed blends contain high-quality fresh seed. Try our no-mess blends that are perfect for summer feeding because they leave no mess under your feeder. You'll keep your yard tidy and you're sure to attract a wonderful variety of beautiful birds to your yard, too. And while you're getting great deals on the best bird food in town, check out all the wonderful garden decor ideas we have to make your backyard a beautiful summer sanctuary. You'll find a wide selection of bird baths, chimes, garden art, and of course, we have the highest quality bird feeders, many of them being made in America and offering lifetime guarantees. All 20-pound bags of seed are on sale. And don't forget, Daily Savings Club members save an extra 5% off the sale price of the best bird food in town at Wild Birds Unlimited in Kettering at Far Hills and Stroop across from Town & Country Shopping Center. Stop in and save today. Wild Birds Unlimited, we bring people and nature together. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. I'm meteorologist Kirsty Zantini. And I'm Clark Howard. We here at WHIO are actively working to keep your family safe. Safe from scams. If I don't hear a call from you, we will have to issue an arrest warrant under your name. And safe from severe weather. We have Storm Center 7 meteorologist McCall Vridings in the studios with us. You can depend on 1290 and 95.7. WHIO. This is the story of a very special woman. Just a few knew about her superpowers in a matter of seconds she turned herself into a great mathematician. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her Mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources at aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. This is Clark Howard here on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO Dayton's News and Talk. Own a Google Nest device? When you get home, tell Google to play WHIO Radio. You're listening to Garden Talk on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. Now it's time to go into the garden with Mark Weber, a weekly tip to help your garden grow. You know, this week I got a call from a very nice uh, lady who was telling me about uh, how her tree is just covered, just covered in flies. And she says, Mark, why is my tree covered in flies? And I said, well, it's likely that you have a sucking insect that is sucking and pulling the sugars and proteins out of the plant. And by doing so, separates the sugars and proteins and leaves behind the sugar. And so basically, 
you have like a popsicle of drippings all over your plants and thus creating what they call sooty mold, which attracts the flies to your trees. And in many cases, this is caused by scale insects, and it also can be caused in some cases by aphids, both of which belong to the group of insects called homoptera. Both have the ability to create this sticky residue, which later becomes a sooty mold. And at the end of the day, you've got blackened branches that are sticky and gooey, and most importantly, covered with flies. The secret to all of this is, is removal of the sucking insect. And in most cases, by controlling the sucking insect, you get rid of the stickiness and getting rid of the stickiness will get rid of the flies. You've been into the garden with Mark Weber. Phone lines are open for your gardening questions. Call Mark now at 457-1290. Here's the gardening guru, Mark Weber, on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. 457-1290 at 637, 37 minutes after 7 o'clock, 6 o'clock hour. Here on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO Dayton's News and Talk as uh, we broadcast over the world. You know, Garden Talk now is heard throughout the world. That's right. You can uh, you can listen to it on your car radio. Um, you can listen on the iHeart Radio Network. Uh, if you got the download tune in app, you can listen to it wherever you're at. In fact, um, I had somebody this week uh, message me and ask me, Mark, can I get the broadcasts of other shows of Garden Talk? And I said, absolutely. Um, you can do so by going to the, the station's website. And there are podcasts of previous shows. And you can download to your heart's content and listen to the program. And uh, we would love to have you do so. If you can't listen to a version of a live version of it, you can always download it at uh, the radio station's website, and it's absolutely, the big cost of that whole download is absolutely free. 457-1290, we'll be joined by Rich Pearson shortly. Um, I think he must be drinking coffee or something because I told him to call me, and he seems like he's goofing off right now, but that's all right. Rich, call me if you're listening. Also, I want to share with you when it comes to, there's a lot of lawn care stuff going on this week. And one of the things also I'm going to say is, is now's a good time as well um, to raise that mower deck. Uh, mowing your lawn short in this kind of weather is the recipe for disaster. Um, just keep in mind that the height that you maintain your grass is likely the height, the depth of the root zone below. And the shorter that you cut that lawn, the shorter that root system uh, will become, and more so, the more tolerant, more least tolerant it will be of the hot rays of the sun, and you will get, most importantly, a probably less like more weeds in your landscape than you've ever had. Also, I'm going to make a mention also that your mower blades right now should be sharpened and balanced. We cannot emphasize that enough. If you haven't cleaned out the underside of the mower deck, this is a good time to do that as well. Um, remember that uh, a lot of diseases with turf can be easily moved around with mower decks. And it's important to realize that mower decks uh, should, be, should, should, should be cleaned and the blades should be sharpened and balanced regularly. Also, mowing timing. I'm going to tell you, under the kind of heat that we're having right now, um, mowing in the hot afternoon is going to be rough on the lawn. I would recommend try to do your mowings in the morning or in the late evening, um, but try to stay off the lawn when it is extremely hot because you can add extra stress. Because quite frankly, folks, this time of year, we're trying to keep that lawn in reasonably good condition. You're not going to make it pristine because of these kind of conditions, but more so the whole idea is that we can survive the heat. If we can survive the heat, ladies and gentlemen, we can make it till fall. When fall hits, we'll have a great-looking landscape. Javon, let's go into the garden kitchen. 
You're listening to Garden Talk with Mark Weber on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. Now it's time to go into the garden kitchen with Mark Weber, a weekly tip to improve your kitchen table. This week's In the Garden Kitchen is no less than the plant of the herb called basil. You know, basil is native to the tropical regions of Central Africa and Southeastern Asia. It's a tender plant that's used in cuisines all over the world. Depending on the species and the cultivar, leaves may taste somewhat anise or have a strong, pungent smell or often smell very sweet. Um, basil's name comes from the Latin word basilis or the Greek, and the Greek word words that both mean the royal kingly plant. Because this plant was believed to produce royal perfumes, this plant has been used throughout history in many different levels. But the cool thing about basil is there's so many different varieties and hybrids. There's varieties that are called the Genovese basil. There's also Thai basil. There's also lemon basil. There's even holy basil, to name just a few. And there's even a basil called the African blue basil. What's cool about basils are each and every one of them has their own separate scents. And they all have different essential oils inside, providing these amazing different smells smells and flavors. But the thing you got to know about basil is it likes it hot. It likes it humid like we're getting right now. It doesn't like cold temperatures. In fact, it is extremely sensitive to cold temperatures. Remember, this is a plant that's grown here in the Midwest as an annual. And in many parts of the world, it's actually a perennial because it grows in hotter seasons. But keep in mind that basil is one of those plants that's easy to grow by seed. You can buy it as a finished plant. And if you want to try to preserve your basil, you can always make the age-old beautiful thing called pesto which is absolutely delicious. I love my basil in my pasta. I love my basil on my chicken. I love my basil on a good margarita pizza. And I think basil is a delight in any garden. This week's In the Garden Kitchen is basil. You've been Into the Garden Kitchen with Mark Weber. Phone lines are open for your questions now. 457-1290. Here's the garden guru, Mark Weber, on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. 457-1290 is the number to dial if you would like to be part of Garden Talk. Without further ado, up on the horticultural hotline is another fellow basil grower, Richmond Pearson. Hi, Richmond Pearson. How are you? Good morning, Mark Weber. I'm doing well. I hope you are too. I'll tell you what, all my tropical plants are loving this weather. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. And you know, your, your, uh, your piece about basil there, it made me remember back in the day when I was at Chadwick Arboretum, I put in an annual display that was exclusively African blue basil. Mm-hmm. And it was on both sides of those, the new uh, steps that we had going into the uh, conifer garden. Uh-huh. It was amazing. The, uh, the color of that dark foliage against the lighter stone Ooh. and it bloomed and it was just alive with bees. It was it was yeah. extraordinary. And they didn't bother anybody walking past just because there's bees they're not to be worried about. They were busy. And uh, it was extraordinary. I loved that plant. And, and, and it's really strange is, is that um, basil is one of those plants, Rich, that you, know, you can really struggle with it, particularly if you try to grow it in colder temperatures. But if you wait and sow the seeds like I did, I, I sowed my basil seeds right around about the third week of May. And I got really good germination, and it just came. And, oh, my goodness. And every, and, and every day when I water, and I grow mine in pots, every day a day I water it, the smell that comes out of that pot when I water, it's like, wow. So I have a question, Rich, before we talk about your blog post. I have a, I have a, I have a husband-wife conflict right now. Uh-oh. Back in back in March, Rich, I planted you know these different varieties of you know specialty potatoes. Okay, I got one variety called Masquerade, which actually is a kind of a red potato with a white face on it. It looks like a masquerade face, you know. 
And then I've got another potato that's called all blue. I got a blue potato. And then I've got some some fingerling reds and I've got some Russian bananas that are all it did really well. I mean the pots are huge and there, there there's so many potatoes in these pots, Rich, that actually mm-hmm. I was able to pluck two out this week for a potato salad with our hamburgers the other night. They literally just mm-hmm. are coming out of the top of the pot. And I to, mm-hmm. and I told Kim, I said, can't we just open one of these up? She goes, you got to wait. She says, you got to wait to the time when it comes on the calendar. Because I wrote on the calendar, this is my mistake, on the calendar how many days it was to harvest, okay? Mm-hmm. I don't want to dig in. I'm like a kid at Christmas, okay? I want to go, go in those pots, and I want to see how many potatoes are in those pots, Rich. Should I listen to my wife and, and this whole back and wait? Or should I go ahead and dig in? Well, I charge a whole lot more for uh, destructive <laughs> marital counseling here. So there's a couple of ways this could go. Okay. You know, you could have a you could have an accident where one of the pots tips over, and all of a sudden you have access. I can blame it on the dog. I can blame it on the dog. I can say the dog exactly. did it. Yeah. Or you could, you know, because. There's a whole lot of potatoes in that pot. You could just stick your hand down in there, dig around, and start pulling a few up. Now, the problem with that is you'll have to eat them yourself while she's not looking. <laughs> or or say, so, if I tell her I bought them at the grocery store, she's going to look at me like, right, where are you going to find these varieties <laughs> at a grocery store, Mark? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I say you bite the bullet, just go ahead and pull a bunch of them out, and know she's probably going to whack you in the head with a frying pan. But then you can use that frying pan to fry them up for dinner. So, yeah, it'll, it'll all work out. <laughs> so tell us about your blog post this week, Rich, at GardenTalkBlog.com. Bug thugs in the garden. <laughs> well, it remarkably uh, coincides with what you were – a lot with what you were just saying about Japanese beetles. and. Yeah. My approach to this, and with a whole lot of insect control in the landscape, um, <clears throat> certainly I have a, a strong uh, a strong program for the Lorax in me, and that extends to just the environment in general. And so many people think that they should be able to go outside and have an insect-free uh, or a pesty insect-free landscape. Right. And the bottom line is, it just don't work that way. And if we go out and we spray for, oh, say, mosquitoes, and I know you have, you, oh, you get me started on that one about that last week, or now with the, the arrival of the Japanese beetles, people want to spray and kill them. Well, you can do that. There's a whole lot of products on the market that'll kill every last one of them. And I guarantee you that within two or three days, It'll be like you didn't spray at all because they'll they'll be replaced. Nature abhors a vacuum, and if there is a, a niche in in the ecosystem, it's going to get filled. Right. So the strategy should be repellents and maybe barriers. If there are some choice specimen plants, say you're growing uh, dahlias or roses for a competition, then put a fine mesh barrier over the plant making sure there's no beetles trapped inside, of course. Right. Or if you have raspberries or things like that, put a barrier up. It, it won't be terribly unsightly. It will effectively prevent access to the plant from the beetles, and that'll be fine. They're going to be gone in 60 days. Right. And trees that they defoliate, I've watched lindens get turned into skeletons, and within a, several weeks of the end of the, of the onslaught of beetles, they refoliate, and yep. it's it's fine. It doesn't kill them, um, and it's it's an unfortunate part of our environment now. But they were imported, and we really just got to kind of deal with it. Uh, right. You can effectively control them in the lawn by uh, by doing lawn applications, and I prefer things like uh, the strains of BT that are effective. Or now there's apparently a um, an environmentally friendly nematode that actually attacks the uh, the grub as well. But my, my main message is, as gardeners, we must be effective and correct stewards of our planet. And we have to do what's right for the overall environment and, and set aside our misguided 
personal aesthetic uh, uh, requirement that is very often flawed, and it's it's selfish. I mean, it's selfish on the on the on a huge global level. We've got to take care of our planet. The Beatles will be gone. Just kind of get over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes that that the dose of dose of reasonability is hard to find. Sometimes. Mr. Yep. Mr. Rich, as always, thank you so much for being part of Garden Talk, and I hope you have a great and glorious Japanese beetle-free day. And uh, <laughs> and I, I think I don't know about this potato issue. I, I'm still perplexed. And I should I or should I, I should probably look at the calendar and realize I'm not that many far days away from doing it. So. Yeah, so that, you know, there's that also that you know patience grasshopper thing too. Oh, you know, I know. Yeah. I should take my own advice on that front too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rich, take good care. Okay. You do the same. You bet. <laughs> bye bye, folks. When we come back, more garden talk will continue after this on twelve ninety and ninety five seven WHAO Dayton's news and talk. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. Dutch Boy's new Platinum Plus paint with Stain Shield technology has the performance you expect from a luxury paint at a price you didn't. Platinum Plus is up to 50% more washable and stain resistant than a leading premium paint in satin sheen. Superiority ranges from 24 to 50% depending on sheen selected. Platinum Plus keeps your walls looking new longer. Menards and Dutch Boy Paint have you covered. Go ahead, live your life. See your new floor in our store today. Carpet Consultants has one of the area's largest showrooms with a huge in-stock inventory. Our staff can help with hardwood flooring, waterproof luxury vinyl plank and tile, ceramic tile, and pet-resistant carpeting. Carpet Consultants can help with no hype, no hassle, and no pressure. Locally owned, quality service, and value since 1989. Located two blocks west of I-75 on 725 by the Water Tower. Visit Carpet Consultants Floor. Baby boomers have shared their frustration about how much tax they pay. Let me reverse that for you and put the emphasis on saving taxes. This is Chuck Oliver, founder of the Hidden Wealth Solution, and I've been helping clients for over two decades to get their retirement on track and avoid the tax traps. Daily, I see clients paying taxes needlessly instead of maximizing their financial future. Learn how to save unnecessary tax and optimize your retirement. Visit retirementprotected.com, retirementprotected.com. As we celebrate 40 years serving our local community, Mark's would like to thank you for being such a loyal customer. We strive to offer an affordable way for Ohio families to shop. We are glad to be Ohio-owned and Ohio-proud. Thank you! Wonder if you should get tested for colorectal cancer? Well, it's the second leading cancer killer in the U.S., and screening helps prevent it. So if you're 50 or older, it's time. Even if it doesn't run in your family, most often colorectal cancer occurs in people with no family history. And it doesn't always cause symptoms, especially early on. So don't wait for symptoms to get tested. Screening helps prevent the disease by finding precancerous polyps so they can be removed. Remove the polyp, prevent the cancer. Screening also helps find colorectal cancer early when treatment works best. You might be thinking, oh no, not that test. But here's the thing. You have options. There's more than one screening test. Talk to your doctor to find the one that's right for you. No more excuses. If you're over 50, get tested because colorectal cancer screening really does save lives. A message from HHS and CDC's Screen for Life campaign. This is how we do every day. If you love them enough to turn off your music and pretend like their music is your music. Ah, oh, this is mommy's jam. Then surely you'll check NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're in the right car seat. Let's play it again. Check today at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ag Council. 
Summertime is here, which means the threat of severe weather. WHIO is the only radio station in the Miami Valley with meteorologists monitoring local weather 24-7. From Springfield to Kettering and from Piqua to Zinnia, keeping your family safe is our number one goal. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Good morning, everyone, and it's 6.56. Let's check out the updated weather forecast from News Center 7. Another hot and humid day today. We're starting off with temperatures in the low 70s. Climb to a high temperature of 86 degrees, partly to mostly cloudy skies. Scattered showers and storms will develop in the afternoon. Those last into the early evening hours as well. And we can see a strong storm there. Humidity is going to fall as we go into the overnight hours and into tomorrow as well mainly dry on Sunday. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on Dayton Severe Weather Station 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. A current scan of the new live Doppler HG7 radar is uh, clear right now. We've got no activity as far as uh, rain showers. Over toward uh, Chillicothe, south of Columbus, it looks like there's some thunder boomers over in that part of the Part of the world. Currently, it's 75 degrees up at the airport, 73 in uh, Springfield, 72 up in Urbana near Bell Fountain, 72 in uh, Wilmington on the station that uh, you depend on for Garden Talk and AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It's our Ask the Experts weekend on the Miami Valley Radio Station with breaking news, weather and traffic, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. 457-1290, next hour of Garden Talk. Uh, it's going to be pretty good stuff. We're going to be joined, hopefully, by Jesse Mack, our meteorologist. And Javon, please send him an email, remind him, because I like to talk about weather weather with those guys, guys and gals. And also at 730, Mr. Randy Tischer from Green Velvet Sod Farms will be joining us. And we're going to be talking about some pretty interesting stuff when it comes to the world of turf grass. Also next hour, we are going to be giving away, <laughs> I'm going to give away a pair of tickets to the Good Guys Giant Car Show over in uh, Columbus and uh, with what plant I am. And uh, we'll do that. Plus lots of time, lots of room for you at 457-1290 where you could be able to call us. And uh, we'll be happy to answer whatever that question may be if you're landscape and more so help you along the way with whatever those challenges may be in your landscape. And we would love to talk to you next hour of Garden Talk. Maybe you've got a question about um, vegetables. Maybe your tomatoes are beginning to not ripen or maybe you've got a lot of discolored foliage in your tomatoes. We'll talk about tomatoes a lot next hour of Garden Talk. Do you stake or tie or cage your tomatoes? Um, you really should, particularly with all the disease pressure that they're under right now. And we're also today going to talk more, a little bit more about um, um, how you can extend the gardening season food-wise. That uh, coming up probably in about a month or so is going to be the ideal time to start planting a lot of fall vegetables. And how you can actually extend that season through the winter months with a number of uh, lettuce varieties and broccoli and uh, red beets um, by extending that season by using row covers. We'll talk about that in the next half hour or so of Garden Talk. Plus, answer your questions at 457-1290. That's 457-1290. And don't forget, during the week, if you need help with your landscape, no matter if you got a tree problem, a landscape problem, Feel free to give my office a call at 937-835-3381 or visit us at weberlandscaping.com. More Garden Talk will continue after Mr. Audi gives us an update on the region as well as the world here on Garden Talk on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO Dayton's News and Talk. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.